Good morning, episode 310, Morning Minutes, the great debate. We're going to give you a great snapshot of the past 10 years, property growth, capital growth, all across Sydney, east versus west. Good morning, Mr. Nova. Hey, Ledge. How are you? I'm good. I'm even better looking at all this data. I think a lot of the time... We're always looking at the last week, the last month, the last six months, but we never sort of take a step back, do the 30,000 helicopter view of property, of the wonderful thing called capital growth, which is probably the main reason people buy property, is capital growth. Yeah, big time. I think we're in our element. We like our numbers, don't we? We're big nerds. Data nerds, data nerds. Um, And you know what? I I think... Bearing in mind, uh, this is the biggest asset class in the entire country. So capital growth, how much your property goes up that you own, seems to mean so much more to Australians. It's a massive, massive part of Australians' wealth. So the suburb that you buy in or are going to buy in or the suburb that you live in is very, very important because that's the money you're taking to the bank when you retire. So, and, And we're always arm wrestling over it, aren't we? Yeah, and you're exactly right. Where you always normally hear when when prices are lower, you sort of think, "Oh, that's good. It's it's cheaper." But when there's always that fear, people always say the bubble's going to burst um, with property prices because it relates to capital growth. And as you said, it's the biggest asset class. It's a lot of people's retirement. Like when people, it's they almost throw it around so freely. The bubble's going to burst. The capital growth is going to go down, but it means so much to so many people, and it's so much money. It's it's almost crazy how loosely it gets thrown around and how coy coyly or I don't know, just how I don't know. It's That's another new word, coyly. There you go. Every day we've got a new word from you. That's awesome. It but, is like you know it is. Just, and, and not only that, it's double, Michael, because it's tax-free money. So uh, when yes. you make money out of out of real estate, if you've lived in it and it's been your principal home, you're generally not going to have to pay tax on it. So this is big buck stuff. You make if you make eighty thousand at work, you're going to give um, thirty or forty percent to the government. If you make eighty thousand in property and you live in it. You're keeping the whole thing. So capital growth is a big topic. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the big suburbs and the little suburbs that are the performance-wise in Sydney. So we are going to talk New South Wales, Sydney, uh, more more Sydney, Sydney and Greater Sydney. Um, you got some data for us. Yeah. So before, like, we're happy to take um, suburb recommendations from anyone watching. Anmar, good to have you on. I know we've done this with you before. It's re- it's really good to for all the new viewers we've got to just take that holistic view. And I'll I'll skim through some that I've already got, and I think you'll see a bit of a correlation. So here we go. These are okay. houses past now, ten years. So just before we start, guys, um, feel free to nominate your suburb you want to know about. If you want to know about how the suburbs performed in the last 10 years, just write it in the comments. Now, what this actually information is, so, so you know it's quality information, the Land Titles Office reports every, every sale gets reported to the Land Titles Office. So the Land Titles Office, once a property sells, the Land Titles Office gets informed, stamp duty gets paid. 
but um, there's a company called RP Data that actually makes that available for real estate agents, which is what we've got here. So this is RP Data stuff generated from the land titles office. It's good data. Love yeah, data. It's, good. it's great data. So we're looking at Chroma, 83%. Then we go to... So 10 years, houses. 83%. Bosley so, Park. So... If you bought it for a million for a million dollars, it would be worth eight hundred and thirty thousand dollars more in ten years' time. That's what eighty-three percent. Bosley Park. Uh, Bosley Park is fifty-four percent. They're they're down in sales forty percent. So something's happening there. But it's good to have a look at. Then we got Mona Vale up seventy-two percent. Seventy-two. I've got a few out of area. Casula up 72 percent so very so different units because your houses all, all these are houses all these are 10-year growth so a lot of people always sort of say well if you're not northern beach like you've got to buy northern beaches otherwise there's no growth but this sort of really contradicts that you've got 60 percent in hurstville then we've got Burstville would probably be more known, I think, as a unit suburb. I'm not sure about that, yep. the next one. Guildford, 80%. That's a house uh, of 80% growth. Yeah, Epping, Epping, 172 sales a year, 72% growth. Yep. Uh, can't Strong. pronounce that one. 64% growth. Canania. Yeah. Where was it? Have a go. I'd, I'd love to hear you try. Jan Ali. Ali. Jan Ali. Jan Ali. How much has that gone up? 60%. Then you've got, here's another one. Why did I pick so shit ones? Pan, not like, not growth, just names for me to pronounce. <laughs> uh, Pan. <laughs> anyway, Panania. so that's Panania, 67%. Uh, yep, what have we got here? Cogra, 62%. Yep. 78% is Beecroft. Okay. You guys get the gist. All across New South Wales, all across all different sort of areas, diff like very different de demographics. Like a lot of people looking to buy Monavale are not looking at Epping or Hurstville and vice versa. So I know a lot of people always arm wrestle where to buy. They always try and pick the spot. But if you just basically dropped a pin somewhere in like New South Wales mapped and you just dropped a pin, you know, that's where I'm going to buy, you're probably on average going to be making 65 70% over 10 years, some up to 90%, some a little bit lower. But the main common thing is all growth. And what's that importance, Mark, just to sort of see that on a very, on a 30,000 helicopter view, why is that important? What does that show in your opinion? Oh, look, I, I think we've taken 10 years. If you span that over uh, uh, someone's lifetime, that's an enormous amount of money. Like if you, if you span, if you consider you're, you're buying a property in your, when you're in your 20s and, you, and you're upgrading maybe that property in your 30s and you're going to have, it's going to be a family home your kids are going to go through the home your kids are going to go through university it's going to be 30 years later of property ownership 
that compounds, that doubles, then it doubles, then it doubles again potentially. So if you know, if you're looking at some of those suburbs that have done seventy percent, which is most of those there, uh, that's a ten year period. You take that on a on a on a cycle, um, it's almost double every ten years when you look at that on a cycle basis. You know, these cats that are buying something for a million dollars today, it will turn to two million dollars and it will turn to four million dollars. Uh, and then potentially $8 million in their lifetime. That's a lot of Benji's to be sitting on in, in a lifetime for someone and they're not going to have to pay tax on it. So this is a serious thing, capital growth for people. Now, is it going to do it in the future? I'll leave that to you guys, but it's certainly done it in the past and certainly done it in the last 50 years. 100%. And also, it's one of those things where if you look at the last 10 years, your saving patterns, and let's say if, if most people are earning 60 grand a year, they may be able to save 10%, six grand a year. So over 10 years, they're saving 60,000. But if they were able to buy a property for say half a million, that's almost worth a million now. They've saved 500,000 in the time frame. they may save 60,000 just with that capital growth. So especially for a lot of people out there where it's like, oh, it's cheaper to rent, which obviously with rates now, it's in most cases, it's not. They're like, where, why buy? Like, that's basically a capital growth is the reason and a main reason why people want to buy a property because it's sort of foolproof savings with past when we're looking in the past it's been foolproof savings and it's been like that for 50 years um as you said where, where it's going to go in the next 10 20 years that's up to you to make the own decision but uh, let's look at what's happened in the past Couple comments here, Luke, uh, and invest buy buy buy, sixty percent drop to come. As we said on many shows, I think uh, the property market is just going to continue to surge while we don't have other factors in our economy like immigration, education, tourism. The the property market is going to get bumped up, uh, and that will come through construction as well. So I don't see it dropping anytime soon. I reckon, I reckon it's going to be a good two years of growth. Um, what happens after that? We'll have to see where our economy is. Best tax minimization property. Yep, that's that's in the relation. It's a very good point you said there, Mark. You've got to earn double. Like you've got your income has to be double compared to what it is with income on property. Your property goes up 50 grand, tax-free principal res uh, residence, that's 50 grand. You earn 50 grand, you're paying half tax. I think a lot of people, th they overlook that. They overlook that. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think when you crystallize the, the um, when you crystallize the, the property on, on selling it, that's when you actually pay the, tax but if you look at an income of a person you must really whether you spend that money or don't spend that money or realize that money or don't realize that money you must pay tax so yeah. property is a great thing that you can you, any tax commitment the tax commitments are lower and if if there is any tax to commitment you can defer that until the sale right at the end whereas an income that i make this year i have to pay this year it's very different so property is good that way it's friendly that way luke seven Seventy uh, percent. Luke put in San Remo, New South Wales. Houses have gone up seventy percent in ten years. Uh, it doesn't note any units, so I'm not sure if there's any units. Yeah. 
If you've got um, any suburbs you can know the growth on guys last ten years, throw them at us. We'll give you, we'll give it to you right now. Yeah. Um, and what else, buddy? What is so that's that, that's probably good. Now, Admiral's mentioned something about um, stamp duty. There's talk again. There's a bit of talking on stamp duty with the government um, about changing the model. The model Admiral's been t- talked about in her comments. There is a. Uh, it looks like a bit of an American model. In America, you pay on an annual basis rather than a big upfront basis. So that'd be interesting to see what they do. Mm. Big, uh, okay, if you're buying, and what Luke says, careful with regionals, 100%. Obviously, farms different. A lot of the areas we grabbed were sort of like, yeah, not CBD, but sort of, yeah, what do you call them, metropolitan areas. Oh, give me yes. Give me a give me a farm place, yes. Give me yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Houses, yes. Yes. 42%. How much? 42. Over 10 years? Over 10 years. Give me, uh, what's a good country suburb? Give me Mudgy. Mudgy, 10 years, 42%. So give, give me Kaura. What suburb? How do you spell it? What is it? See it, Cow. Yeah. C-O-W-R-A. Kara. 36%. There you go, guys. Uh, Looks like the rural suburbs are punching under the 50% capital growth. Yep. Any other other ones you want to give us? Uh, okay, if buying in Northern Beaches right now, I'd be looking for more affordable homes, Chroma. Yeah, and I think a big thing, if it's an investment, and I know, Mark, you've been preaching this for years, especially with land tax costs, if you're, bu- if you're going to be buying a house, because there's different models, houses versus apartments, but if you're looking to buy a house for an investment, really be looking for a property that you can have two, even three incomes. I know you've done this personally, Mark, and it makes a big difference to the overall. Like, yes, like if you get in the house, you're going to get the capital growth. But in a lot of suburbs, the land tax is almost tw- like, I know Narrowena, some properties house, like a three-bedroom house for 1.5 would rent for 40 grand a year, and your land tax is 10 or 12 grand. Like, it wipes it, it like, it really wipes out the, you're trying to get the positive cash flow. But if you can get a house with a granny flat, get a house with maybe two kitchens, and you can use your imagination on that one, it can really make a big difference. Orange, Lucas said, let's have a look. Hey, not orange, yeah, I love the orange. I want to know pa- Parramatta units, because been, there's been so many units that have gone into Parramatta, Chatswood units as well. Um, orange, Grove. Do you want to know how to spell orange? I got it just 60% 10 years houses Parramatta so Parramatta units are up 67% houses up 84% so look at Bondi and and, uh, where was that that was Parramatta Bondi uh it was hang on bondi 88 percent for houses and 75 percent for units so good manly 
Chatswood. Chatswood houses, wow, 94%. And apartments, 49%. That's down a lot. 200 sales. Rental yield, wow. Rental yield, 3% down, 36%. Interesting. What's the last year? Has it all been in the last year? Students. Yeah, Students number. Lived, yeah, that, that's, that's the last year, yeah. There's 10% alone. That, that's the last year for, yeah. for the rentals, yeah. And uh, Manly? Let's have a look at Manly. Wow, Luke just said Parramatta units over 600 available for rent. Well, they went from like 4,000 units to 16,000 or probably 20,000 now in five years. So there, there's always going to be that. Manly houses, 94% and apartments, 94%. So, yeah, it's big. All righty. What, what have apartments done in Manly? Sorry, I missed it. 94%. Massive capital growth for Manly. Yeah. So what's the point here? It's to... Don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. There's data. Wherever there's good town centres, good transport or beach lifestyle, virtually anywhere in Sydney with those sort of boxes ticked because they're all very different. Some are uh, better transport to the city but don't have the beach. Some have the beach and not as good transport like a lot of those things are key factors when people are looking to buy and a lot of them will counter like someone will go transport sucks i won't buy there there won't be good growth um well by the looks of it it will have very similar growth where another buyer will be like there's no beach there it's going to have crap growth so i won't buy there so a lot of it sort of contradicts what a lot of buyers say will be good for an area the main point of it is we're in a beautiful area, New South Wales, Sydney, and it doesn't really matter where you buy. Obviously, there's good buyers within buyers, but give it enough time, you're going to have that growth. As Luke said, the message is buy. And Sydney Metro, uh, you know, and uh, regional did much better than uh, uh, New South Wales rural in some of the, a lot of, yeah. in a lot of those averages. So yeah. And Luke, I think Luke pointed out a really good point with Parramatta. We, there's always, when you look at, like we just took a, a very macro look, 10 years, quite a big period of time. But you will always find if you take a micro look, there'll be times where it's it could be better or it's worse. Like Parramatta right now is probably a crap time for your investment yield. But let's see how it unfolds. And you've got to look at why. That, but And then look at over long term because someone may look, oh, Parramatta is a bad place to buy right now because of that but if there if you've got a lot of people buying you've got a lot of activity well you would think long term that may actually be a good place to buy so you've really got to take that long-term view with property and if they're looking to make Parramatta a new sydney cbd there's always what do you want to call it growing pains there's always going to be that balance they flood the market build yeah. then maybe in 10 years there won't be much building just like sydney CBD, not much building compared to Parramatta when they're building it. So you're going to have time. So you can't just look at it within a six-month or a year period. Look at the 10 years and look at the 10-year plan is a big one. That's oh, look, a it's, it, you, can, you can see with manufacturers with sometimes when they, when, they, when they make something really spectacular, it becomes a limited edition when they stop going, in, going into production. So, you know, I, I think you do have to – 
you know, to crystallise what you've just said, you know, you do have to look at um, how much is going to be coming onto the market in the future and how much has just come on as to what snapshot you take. And Parramatta is a good example of that. You may find Parramatta, Parramatta just gets built out. It does not have more opportunity for, for more new buildings, a bit like DY, and then it just goes like that. So who knows? Very true. But that's a wrap, a little bit longer than normal. But thank you, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow morning as well. We have an accountant, Harry, on tomorrow to talk about some um, tax stuff. So if you love numbers, oh, I love tomorrow. Harry went off last week. The numbers were big on, so that was awesome. Yep. Perfect. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Ledge. Cheers. Bye. See you, everybody.